This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Good evening to you. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us with the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we continue a theme that we started on Monday. And that theme is a very important subject, the Holy Spirit. As we did yesterday, we'd like to read two quotes that are very significant. One is from Catherine Booth, the wife of the brother who started the Salvation Army. She said, I maintain that the only indispensable qualification for witnessing for Christ is the Holy Spirit. Billy Graham said this, The very fact that we believe one thing and some of us another does not do away with the fact that God says be filled with the Holy Spirit. I believe that is the greatest need of the church of Jesus Christ today. My brothers and sisters, I believe that is true today as it was then, as it will be until the very coming of the Lord. And I too believe that that will be essential Hallelujah. until the coming of the Lord. Yes. We spoke from Romans, the, uh, the, the battle that every believer faces between uh, living by our own flesh or living by the Spirit of God. We could sum it up by reading Romans 8.14. For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So it's a great litmus test. You need to find out what we're living by, our flesh or by the Spirit. If we're living by the Spirit, we are sons and daughters of God. We spoke about Old Testament men who had the Spirit of God upon them specifically for certain tasks. But we also read in Psalm 51, David in his penitential um, psalm, when his sin was found out, said, Do not cast me away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. So the Spirit was active in the Old Testament, not nearly to the extent it was in the New when we see the fullness of it. We then spoke about the influence in the life of Jesus. And if it had to influence his life, how much more should the Holy Spirit influence our lives? We pointed out that it actually started with Jesus before he was born. Luke one thirty-five. the angel Gabriel announced to Mary that the son to be born to her would be conceived of the Holy Spirit. Luke four one. Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit and was led by the Spirit. Matthew 12.28, Jesus cast out demons by the Holy Spirit of God. Romans 8.11 Jesus was raised from the dead by the Holy Spirit. The same power which was the Holy Spirit which raised Jesus from the dead, the word says, is available to all of us. Hebrews 9.14 says the 
that the Holy Spirit offered, I'm sorry, that Jesus offered himself by the Holy Spirit to go on the cross. And in Acts 10.38, he was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power. On uh, Yesterday, we spoke about the examples of the baptism, baptisms in the Holy Spirit in the, in the book of Acts. The first took place in Jerusalem, where 120 Jewish people were, were filled in, were up in the upper room, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And then Peter spoke a great message. and They were also the, baptized ba- in fire. He baptized in fire in the Holy Spirit. Peter quoted that this is a fulfillment of what Joel prophesied in chapter 2, verses 28 to 32. And they all spoke with other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. We spoke about Acts chapter 8 in Samaria, where uh, Peter and John laid hands on the people there, and they received the Holy Spirit. Thirdly, in Ephesus, Acts 19, um, people were asked, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So Paul laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. They too spoke in tongues and prophesied. At Cornelius' house, Peter was preaching, and the Holy Spirit fell on all. This went to the Gentiles as well, which was a tremendous breakthrough, because they experienced speaking in tongues just as the Jewish believers did. And finally, the fifth um, example was in Acts 9, when Ananias was called um, to, to Rabbi Saul, who was the Apostle Paul, when the blindness came off his eyes, and it says in 1 Corinthians fourteen eighteen. I speak, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than anyone else. And Junie, you want to read or you want me to read what you closed yesterday's program with? How do we get baptized with the Holy Spirit? We read in Luke eleven thirteen. If you then, being evil, know how to good, speaking to the fathers, know how to good gifts, how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give you the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So ask him if you're hungry for God and if there are listeners who really don't know that Jesus is the Son of God. You can give him your heart. You can ask him to forgive you for your sins. Ask him into your heart and ask him to fill you to overflowing and deliver you from any addiction that you have. Ask him and Trust him and lean upon him, and your life will change. And if, an, if there are believers listening and you feel something might be missing in your life, I'm just saying, ask the Lord, could it be the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Why should we be baptized in the Holy Spirit? Well, we see evidence of the apostles, and we see evidence that Jesus was. But specifically, Jesus was baptized in the Holy Spirit, and the reference there is Matthew chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. The apostles were baptized. We spoke about it in Acts chapter 2, verse 4. The 120 were filled with the Holy Spirit. And then through um, Peter's message, 3,000 were baptized on the day of Pentecost. That was really the beginning of the church. Okay? Um, We read also from Acts chapter 1, verse 8. The Holy Spirit is the source of power. We can know the Bible, we can speak intelligently, we can love the Lord. But again, the key issue in in being a witness is 
is the Holy Spirit speaking through you and going to affect people by the power of his spirit. And the fourth reason is the Holy Spirit guides us into all truth, and that's found in John 16, verses 12 and 13. There's a fifth reason. The Holy Spirit helps us to pray, Romans 8, 26, because the Holy Spirit can pray in us and through us. And a sixth reason, it is God's promise. Right. Remember, in Luke, it says, wait in the city until you receive the promise of God. What was the promise of God? To send the Holy Spirit. It's so powerful, Junie. He also commanded them, Shelley, in Acts chapter 1, verse 4, that the apostles should not depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which was the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And the seventh reason, when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. Hallelujah. John 16, verse 14. And why is that so important, Shelley? Because so many of us are taught things by priests, by uh, pastors, by rabbis, by uh, evangelists, by leaders, and all really meaning well, but all who were they taught by? And not if not only by the word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit, we might have been mistaught. If we believed what our rabbis taught us, we could never be doing this program, Shelley. Really, Junie. Because our people do not accept Jesus, Yeshua, as the Son of God and the Savior of the world and the Mashiach, the Messiah. So we need to be touched and filled and empowered by the Holy Spirit of God. And in Hebrew, that's the Ruach HaKodesh. Hallelujah. Junie, you know, you mentioned um, one of the reasons why you should be baptized in the Holy Spirit. It just struck me, maybe I should read that verse. The Holy Spirit helps us to pray. How many times have you wanted to pray and, and something, nothing would come forth? But I want to look at Romans 8, verse 26 that the Holy Spirit helps us at that, that, at that moment. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit, in, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And sometimes, you know, I think we could speak from our experience, June, when we don't know what to pray we can pray in the Spirit, and, and the, the Lord intercedes on our behalf that we could pray according to the Spirit, and it, it's so powerful. It so, also tells us, Shelley, in Ephesians 5.18, that we are called to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and why? It tells us in Ephesians 6.18, because we are called to pray in the spirit so again these things are so so vital and we need to be mindful of the holy spirit so as you said Junie, we are called to be filled with the spirit you mentioned 518 and pray in the spirit ephesians 618 and jude 20 we are called to worship god in the spirit Junie, let's look at those verses it's philippians 3 3 let me turn to it quickly 
I mean, everything we're speaking now is the word of God. Philippians 3.3, let me get to it. For we are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in flesh. (laughs) And also, Shelley and John 4.23, if you read that, because it uh, also goes with Philippians 3.3. John 4.23, let me get hold of it. My brothers and sisters, this is the word of God. And if, uh, again, Junie mentioned that he is our teacher, we need to allow the Holy Spirit to be our teacher. It's not that you don't listen to men, but the Holy Spirit will guide us. He is our number one teacher. John four twenty three. Where are we now? But the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. Wow, that is so powerful. The Father is seeking those here on earth who are going to worship him in spirit and in truth. So, Lord, we want to thank you. We want to thank you for the gift and callings through the spirit of truth, through the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and through your baptism of fire. And I pray you make us all hungry, Lord, to be guided, to worship you, you, and to pray to you, and to walk with you in the power of your Spirit, that you might be glorified. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.